part of our church gathering is that after the shorter sermon, we spend some time responding to what we are sort of exploring together in the text. And those experiences are often more interactive or responsive in nature. One of the other things that I personally really love about these experiences is that Curtis and I do not always lead them, and members of our community do. So today I'm going to attempt to translate the experience that was led by Jamie this last weekend so that those of you who are listening along can have a version that's portable on the podcast. As we talked about Jeremiah this week and how Jeremiah really went through a lot of pain and disappointment, as Jeremiah really struggled with the reality that you can be faithful and disappointed in God at the same time, we consider what that might mean for us. One of the things that we talked about together was how in order to authentically tell God about disappointment or anger, doubt or fear, we probably have to first work out what we feel and think about these questions. Is God good? Does God really care about this situation? Does God hold my failures against me? Does God want to act on my behalf? Because when we feel a sense of trust in God's goodness in the midst of those kinds of questions— That often opens the door for us to honestly pour out what's in our hearts to God. Much in the same way that the people we really tell this to are the ones we trust, our friends, our family, the loved ones in our lives that we know can handle the pain. If we find that we don't trust God to care and handle our pain, we might not actually tell God about disappointments. We might not really want to talk to God about the grievances we may feel with our situation or with God. So one place to start today would be in those four questions to just give yourself a blank paper and a pen or maybe a little quiet space to just reflect on how those are feeling at this moment. Is God good? Does God care about this situation? Does God hold your failures against you? Does God want to act on your behalf? And it's worth spending some time talking to God about your answers to just those questions, perhaps before you move on to talking about whatever situation or circumstance is happening in the moment. Because the more you can get to a place of really believing and feeling that God is indeed good, does not hold our failures against us, cares about what's happening and wants to act on our behalf, that can then pave the way for this next part of the response, which was to write a psalm of our own. Jeremiah modeled the way he aired grievances against God after the psalms which also often very boldly talk to God about the ways that the psalmist doesn't believe that God has acted how they thought or come through the way they expected. In both cases, the writers are pretty candid with God about what they're seeing and feeling. Together as a group, we used Psalm 44 as one example where the writer talked about the stories they had heard about God, of God saving and delivering and fighting for the people. And then the writer goes on to say, but we are being crushed all the time and defeated. And so the writer confesses a gap between what they've heard about God and what they're seeing now. And then they manage to close with just one statement of trust in God even so. In the message, we talked about how those statements of trust might be more made on faith that God will make them true than actually being a reflection of how the person feels in the moment. And so I'm going to explain how to write a psalm of your own, and then the episode will end. And hopefully you'll take some time with a paper and pen to try this out. Consider that you might write your own psalm in a very similar way to Psalm 44. First, what have you heard about who God is or what God has done? What have you heard? What have you been told? 
what have you thought was true about who God is or what God has done? Second, what's happening right now? What is the real situation or circumstance that you are observing, living through? Tell God about that. So now you have what you have heard of God. You have the situation that you're in. And there is some step three in the psalm of your own. What would you like to ask God to do? Psalm 59, the writer says, wake up, see what's happening and help me. This is a writer who is actually accusing God of sleeping on the job. So in the third step, as boldly as you can, tell God what you want to see happen. And then fourth and finally, can you write some sort of statement of trust or praise to God? Something that you would want to believe is the truth about who God is or what God will do, even if it doesn't quite feel like it right now. And maybe like Psalm 44, it's just a few words, one tiny final sentence. Our lives are not always full of disappointment or challenges. We're not always angry or upset with God, but sometimes they happen and sometimes we do feel that way. And so when we do, perhaps coming with a psalm of our own can be a tool that helps us continue to, like Jeremiah, vent to God about what's going on. And so just by way of review, and then I'll release you to hopefully write on the other end of this podcast episode, what have you heard of who God is or what God has done? What's happening or what are you observing right now? What would you like God to do? And can you close with one statement of praise to God, even though things might not be right yet? Thanks for listening to the launch pod today and being part of this response experience modeled after Jeremiah's grievances. We hope that if you are catching up with our study of Jeremiah, you'll find other episodes helpful. And you can always join us on Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific on Zoom. Bye.